Hello everyone and welcome to the Donkey's Garage. This is episode 7 covering the race in Australia. So this was the third race of the season. Uh, we saw the cars on track probably for the first time on a more conventional track. More twisted, more what we have seen in the past. So perhaps it's easier to compare these cars now to what we had in the past and probably this comparison will be a bit more realistic in terms of performance especially Jeddah is one of its own I think uh, only a handful of tracks can compare to Jeddah Bahrain is an interesting track uh, although it's it's not exactly the, the European model and uh, overall on my side there is more to say about qualifying than there is to say about the race. So beginning with qualifying, um, standing ovation to Leclerc, he showed that he's in command, he showed that he's calm, that he knows what he's doing, that he doesn't let himself be thrown off by, um, you know, change of events. Ferrari are showing a very solid, an extremely solid package the engine is working but the chassis is working even better i would say i mean not even better but it's very strongly which has been the achilles heel in the past so they they seem to be uh, confident both on on very fast corners and slower corners these are this is definitely helping them to to reassure reinstate the position as, as P1, as leaders. What we saw with Sainz on, on during the weekend, the beginning of the season, uh, he seems to be a bit more uncomfortable with the car. Here in Australia, he was saying that he was feeling a bit more uh, in tune with, with this uh, SF71, I think it's called. Uh, although uh, the qualifying s suddenly seemed to, to, to go to hell for him, um, I was surprised by how how he managed actually the whole qualifying uh, process. He was all right and then suddenly Q3, I mean, he's, he's in a flying lap and then the shunt, uh, Alonso's shunt against the wall, uh, put a, an end, a very, very... Unfortunate end to his uh, lap because it was just a few corners before. No, not even a few corners. Sorry, he was literally on the straight, uh, coming coming to, to 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 sign his lap, and and then Alonso decided to <laughs> to screw his uh, his um, uh, well, his not teammate, his uh, his uh, pal. Uh, so that was unfortunate. Then uh, that set him P nine. And as a, as a driver, you know that you are already compromised when you're P9. Not so bad, not so much because P9 is the end of the world. I mean, you're only eight places from P1, but it's more about the fact that you are in the middle of the field. And when you're in the middle of the field, you are exposed to accidents. You're exposed to mistakes much more easily. So the further you are at the front or even at the back, it can actually happen at the back too. You are a bit more secluded from from the heat of the of of, of the first co corner. Uh, although that is uh, hoping, of course, 
um, that you don't get a butters or a stroll <laughs> doing a, a a group destruction uh, of of cars as they they did in Hungary last year, but of course that is outside of your of your hands. But well, moving on um, from science, very sad. And now Alonso, uh, I think a standing ovation to this man. He's shown that that in life you have to stand up for what you believe. That you know the the the, the, hap- the will happen in your life that people tell you give up. You're you're you know you're you're not fit for it. It's not your thing. You know it's too late. There'll always be a reason somebody to tell you to put you down and to and to get your hopes down, right? And uh, the challenge is not so much to to prove them wrong, but to prove yourself that you're right. And that the reason why you do things is that you follow your heart, you follow your mind, but foremost your heart. If you if you feel deep inside of you, you get to take a you know a path. You you get to follow that, and uh, you will fall a thousand times. And perhaps uh, when it comes to the infinite time, you will have learned from all your mistakes, and you will manage to put a lap. A perfect lap together and it will be a success and when it comes to a success people will tell you well you had it easy right there you go you you made it and uh, they, they just don't realize all the all the work that came and that you had to invest to to get there and um, yeah the the road here for for Alonso has been has not been an easy one lately um, the McLaren years were tough uh, psychologically for sure. Um, he left and he, he had a very relative success, a very good success in WEC. He won it. He he did quite some great stuff. He did it at the car and all that, which you know put him back in a, in his good mental state. And then um, he comes back and and you 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 can see that last year he was. He was looking forward for that moment when he, he he was hoping to have a car that would put him in in a position to fight. And here he is in Australia showing that the man that we once knew in 2005, in 2006, into all the way through the Ferrari years, right? That he he will fight and until the last breath he's got to make the perfect lap. And I, I, I actually had shivers down my spine as I was watching qualifying. And I saw him going around that lap and he was literally about to to out-qualify uh, Leclerc, which was absolutely impressive. And then uh, unfortunately the, the, the engine issue put a dramatic end to his lap. And he ended up against the the wall. And again, I guess somebody will read these as saying, "Well, whatever it is, you know, there's always an excuse." But he didn't do it. Yeah, true. Uh, I'll give you that. But it's all preparation. It's all build up. And I am confident that that at some point this year, and it won't be long before it happens, he's going to put a a dramatic, a, a absolutely spectacular lap together. And he's going to show us that, that, that he's still 
El Nano, that he still has what it takes to win, at least to, to qualify uh, P1. I, 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 it was absolutely marvelous. It was, it, there's no words to describe how, what the feeling I got when I saw him driving like a beast around Australia. It was like, literally was a throwback to 2005 to 2006 with the, with the Renault, the R25 and R26. It was absolutely incredible. I remember watching when I was little the the the, the races, the qualifiers with with him and, and well, I mean all the group, right? Jensen and, and Shumi and, and all that Montoya, absolutely incredible. What a throwback! So uh, yeah, standing ovation at least on my side for for Alonso, and looking forward to see him in a fighting position. And what else do we have here? We have Haas. Oh gosh, uh, what happened to them? They disappeared. They were doing so great. Magnussen was 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 giving it, giving us an absolute uh, demonstration of of what uh, being out of Formula One for one year and coming back with a few days' notice looked like. And yeah, now they seem to be a bit uh, off. I think this is the reading uh, to take away is that the Ferrari engine is is very powerful and it's very good performant. Uh, the issue is here seems that Australia is quite demanding in terms of, uh, of uh, the overall package. You need a good chassis and here it seems that the, um, the Haas package is a bit uh, behind. Maybe they need to invest a bit more on, on updates. Uh, so maybe this is more of a realistic uh, performance for Haas. Uh, the the two being very very strong um, engine um, focused tracks here you need a bit more balance which is good I mean it shows uh, the weaknesses and the strength of cars so overall there's the, the no need to, to panic just uh, to take uh, to note down properly what what the weaknesses are and what the strengths are and look forward for for the next races i'm sure uh Haas will come up with uh, some ingenious way of of, of coming back for it to to positions further up the grid especially i think uh magnuson adored fighting lewis uh, i think that was a, a bit of a you know self-demonstration of what you know i can still do i still have it in me to fight a seven-time world champion so yeah that's that's that what up what else i mean uh stroll and album uh, what is there to say <laughs> i mean <laughs> for god's sake um i think stroll is a, i've never been a big fan of of him he's a good driver when when his mind is in in, in what he's doing it seems that he's got too much um, distraction. I don't know. Maybe he's, he's he doesn't manage to focus enough. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's perhaps the pressure. I, I don't know what, what's 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 the deal with him. But uh, he can he can be a a danger on on track or sometimes. And uh, he will with what he did with Albon. I have no idea how how he. How that happened? Album pulls to the side and then Stroll somehow turns into him. I have no idea. Uh, but I mean, his uh, driving license, uh, F1 driving license, seems to be getting points knocked off faster than he can produce them. 
uh, he should watch out. And especially from a financial point of view, the team uh, the team is, is is bearing a cost that it's it's a bit too heavy sometimes. Um, admittedly, the the Aston Martin is not the best car. It seems to have quite a quite some weaknesses, uh, especially difficult to drive. And of course, when a car is difficult to drive and you're trying to push it, you're going to be making mistakes. We'll speak now about Vett- Vettel. Uh, but yeah, it's definitely a something to be concerned. And the qualifying uh, was not any better. So there, there is nothing to say. Uh, what else? Um, Vettel, oh gosh. Um, how can I say this mildly? I think, I think he's in a position in life where racing is no longer his priority. It seems that he's found uh, some areas of interest which are absolutely fine with me, and I actually think that's pr- very good in terms of your, you know, overall balance as as a person. You need to have different areas of, of, of interest to, to keep you balanced, to keep you motivated to do this and that. It seems that uh, racing at the moment is not what, what he, what's all about. Family, I mean, he's, he's a dad. And of course, you know, you, you want to be there. And as a driver, if you're moving 25 times a year and you're spending the other time at the factory, prepping the car and doing that and doing that, well, your kids are basically... Uh, your kids, your 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 wife, your your family, your friends, whatever they they have to come second, and and of course it takes a toll. And if you think about, uh, for instance, Nick Rosberg, right when he retired, I think there is a strong um, there is a strong argument for that. For, for when you have a kid, when you have your wife, when you have friends, etc., you you have to be there for them. Otherwise, well, you. You might have a successful career as an F1 driver, but when, at some point in your life, you're going to find yourself, I guess, lonely or or maybe you may feel that your time has gone by without you noticing it. Uh, so, yeah, he missed the first two races because of COVID. I think the second one, I'm not sure whether it was COVID or whether he was more like, well, I mean, too bad. And uh, yeah. Now he came onto the third uh, race of the season and he was a bit like, I'm jumping straight into a car that I don't know. I'm going for FP1, FP2, FP3, whatever. It, it was all a mess. Accidents here, accidents there. Then he engine failures, whatever. You put all the, all, all together and, and, and you come up with a weekend that is absolutely a nightmare. And I guess at some point all this might, uh, might have a... Uh, it might boil down to, to him, uh, uh, well, how, how would you say it? Uh, questioning whether he was, still wants to be in Formula 1, as simple as that. And, um, and now last, uh, Hamilton and George Russell for Mercedes. Impressive, to be honest. I mean, Lewis Hamilton is, is all over the place saying that that uh, nothing is working and it's the end of the world. I mean, it's a, he's a drama queen, right? And uh, but it seems that they're still there. I mean, they they are not P one, they're not P two, but they still managed to do a a solid five, six, seventh easily on qualifying. 
Uh, well, except for Lewis when he, he had a bit of a nightmare at Jeddah. Uh, okay, on that. But I mean, it seems that the car is not as bad as, as they claim. It still managed to, to, to be consistent on the, on the 6th, 7th, 5th, 6th, 7th. And uh, yeah, I think that's, that's a positive note. And George, well, George is, is showing that that he's strong. He's a strong driver. We knew that. But what he's showing is that he's not going to play the teammate that Lewis wants, so to speak. He's not going to be the acquiescent teammate. Basically, he's not going to be Bottas. He's going to put up a fight. And he's going to take every opportunity to show that he's as good as Lewis, if not better. And uh, he had qualified him at first. Then Lewis managed to put a better lap. But overall, I mean, it speaks uh, really strong about uh, George. And yeah, absolute uh, round of applause, for, uh, strong round of applause for him. And lastly, for qualifying, we have to talk about Norris. What an amazing performance. McLaren came out of nowhere. First two races, McLaren what, sorry. And now suddenly the, it seems that this uh, track that is less engine focused, which should get people worried about the engine, uh, the Mercedes engine. And it puts a very strong emphasis on how good maybe these, uh, the, the McLaren uh, chassis. And Norris, we know him that he's a bit of a Leclerc, he's a bit of an Alonso, he's as any good, uh, any, any, any amazing driver, any good driver, as long as they have a decent piece of metal between their legs that actually is performant, that is strong, that is reliable, they will put it up there. And uh, hell yeah, he did an amazing lap. Uh, P4, I'd qualify his teammate, uh, Ricciardo, which is, is as actually the local, so he should be actually be doing the, the show. But Norris, uh, he, we know him that he's not forgiven. He doesn't uh, take no for an answer. And he does, doesn't, doesn't definitely not take a, let me just, uh, you know, make, make a, you know, take control of the, the parade of the charade or whatever. No, he's definitely is a strong driver and he wants his leadership inside McLaren. So that's that for qualifying. And now on to the second part. Wow.